1: This is Jonathan Hanson. I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio Program. Wherever you're listening throughout the United States or around the world, welcome. We're also doing warning television and social media, so welcome to that audience. I have in the studio today Eric Hurd. Eric Hurd is an apostolic leader. He's been leading Sons of Issachar in Hawaii. Eric, welcome back.
2: Thank you, Dr. Hansen, for having me.
1: I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, we are in trouble in the United States today because men don't seem to know their role. They don't seem to understand their responsibility. It seems like in America they've been neutered. Another word is castrated. In other words, they used to be men. They used to lead. They used to be the savior, so to speak, of a nation, of a family. They led in wars to keep our security. But today, men don't seem to know their their place in society, Eric. They they seem to be confused, and some of them ha- are so confused uh, they don't even know if they're a man or a woman. Absolutely. So, Eric, uh, we're going to talk about a man's rightful role, a man's role in society. Uh, would you like to talk on this a little bit? Yes, sir. I uh, just turned
2: 59 uh, in August, and you realize how time flies. Yes. And uh, my sons and daughters are older now, and, and we're looking to have some grandbabies here soon. And so it was really placed on my heart, I believe, by God to give back uh, to a hurting world uh, where men need to understand their role in society, in the home. And so with that said, God has been very merciful to me. And I say what I'm going to see very humbly, but at the same time uh, in your face, I believe that there's a time where we have to be held accountable. We need mentorship like yourself. And I really thank God for you as you have mentored me and uh, other mentors I have in my life that are very precious, uh, men I can talk to. And I think that's very important, especially with the um, the culture today. We've lost our bearing as men. And so I just wanted to now uh, embark on a new mission to bring men back to their rightful place and rightful role.
1: Okay. So you've been on a journey. Yes. Why don't you share a little bit about your journey?
2: Well, um, looking over my life, um, my parents were uh, divorced. And so that was very hurtful at that time. Uh, and But fortunately, my father was still around the community. Okay. And so we had times he would come and talk to me. He was not, at that time, a godly man. Th- though he grew up in church, he was had a very beautiful voice. He sang, and uh, at one time he was going to sing for Motown, uh, from where I'm from, Detroit, Michigan. and so um, but he was still around. he was able to uh, be around. back then we had strong leadership. We had guys who played sports. Uh, our neighbors um, you know they toughen us up, uh, you know knocked the wind out of us and you know and things like that. And, and that toughened us. So the community helped you during that time. Um, we had a great, strong community, especially in the black community, where you had uh, men who would uh, watch over you. And if you were getting in trouble, they would uh, they would beat you down. So get back to the house. <laughs> wow. Time. wow. So it, that, I, I have recollections uh, of that time where, um, you know, we looked up to them. They, spayed, they played sports, football, basketball, cross country, run track. And so we had that tight-knit community and people that you can look up to, Dr. Hanson. And so um, those were very precious times uh, for me. I went off to college and uh, could not uh, finish due to financial reasons and uh, first time being away from home. And it's amazing how you can get into trouble in a short period of time. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Being in in college. But anyway, uh, I was able to go to the military. Uh, I enrolled uh, and uh, enlisted into the United States Navy. And um, and even till today, I recommend um, that... uh, Young men go at least two to four years uh, to get away from the family, learn some responsibilities. And I thank God for my mom because she always uh, had us to do things, uh, clean the dishes and uh, mop the floor and and clean the toilet. And we had a a gamut of chores before we could go out and play. Sure. (laughs) Sure. So, again, uh, when I grew older, I knew how to iron clothes. I knew how to wash dishes. And, you know, and so um, as a single mom back then, she was still able to um, put principles within me. But uh, it's nothing like the fathers. We're talking earlier today because the father brings identity. And so, again, um, that's pretty much my journey. I had a chance to get out of the military uh, and uh, retire from U- uh, UPS as a manager. So during that journey, I also learned principles of leadership. I also played um, basketball, football, baseball, very athletic and um, love to see men working together. I love to see men synergizing uh, championship teams when you become one. And so um, this is why now I want to give back, Dr. Hanson, um, my journey and to help younger men um, to um, become men and know that even though you've made mistakes in life, um, it's not over. God still can use you.
1: Well, that's great. I know that uh, the book of Judges talks about Gideon. Um, if we want to just read one verse, Judges six twelve, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, the Lord is with thee. Thou mighty man of valor. Eric?
2: Oh, that's so beautiful. Um, because we need strong leadership today, Dr. Hansen. We see that every sector and level of our society, we are failing as men. Those whom we looked up to, um, for whatever reason have been, in some instances, not all compromised. And so uh, a nation is only strong as its leadership. And God is looking for, men of valor I believe that within every man he wants to be the hero he, he wants to be that uh, guy that takes the last shot at a basketball game when the buzzer says zero <laughs> so, he wants to be that guy that runs in uh the touchdown a two-minute warning uh, because God has put um honor in us and he wants us to be honorable and so we have to address um, our leadership today and it's really coming out unfortunately that a lot of our leaders are into very nefarious things Uh, serving themselves, uh, not thinking about the nation, uh, selling out the nation, treasonous, sedition is running rampant within our own nation. And so, but I do believe that God has a few good men. I believe that God has a Gideon and a leader that will direct men back to their purpose of being a champion. I think every man wants to be a champion. Even though your uh, football days are long gone,
1: (laughs) you still can be a champion. Well, I agree. I agree. The um, place that men should be, I, I think there's at least three places. You know, if you're a Christian or if you're not, you should be a priest. Yes. But you can't be if you're not a Christian. Right. You should be a provider. You should be a protector. Yes. Uh, talk a little bit about this.
2: Yes. Uh, men, um, as priests, provider, and protector, the sons of Issachar, God gave that theme to me back in the 90s. And as priest, we have the wonderful ability awarded to us to serve God, to minister to him. Uh, what a privilege. Yes. To be able to talk to the God of creation, the God of the universe, and minister to him as a priest. And so um, we do that through obedience. We do we do that through knowledge, understanding what God likes, I think, and what he doesn't like. David said... Um, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. The scripture says that um, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For those that come to God must first believe that he is and he is rewarded those that diligently seek him. And that if we would serve the God of the universe who knows all, sees all, and is all powerful, he says that um, he would grant us our heart's desire. Uh, I think it's Psalms 37 and four. If you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. And so, As a priest, I'm learning how to rightfully uh, minister to God, to Jesus Christ, uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit and God's word. I'm learning how to please God. And I think that's the highest calling um, a man could ever have.
1: People, men, they need to understand that it's so important to be a spiritual leader in the home. We're, we're, We're talking about it as a priest. But to be that leader in the home. To take that responsibility, that role. Like you said, boys identify with their father. If the father's not there, yes, the mother needs to do her very best. But I know that there's a lot of problems today with with young men, with adults, that did not have a father figure. And many of them, to this day, are very confused. And uh, many of them have got into so much trouble, some of them right now, as as even they're listening to this program, are sitting in prison. Because they didn't have a man in their life. They didn't have a priest in their family who led in devotions and taught them right from wrong and taught them how, uh, under the word of God, the Holy Spirit, to control their temper. And so they lost their temper, which is the majority of the reasons why people sit in prison. They lose their temper And do something that they never planned to do and somebody dies. They got mad, they swung, they hit and the person died. Hit their head on a rock or something. They never planned to kill the person. But the father, the priest, the spiritual man of God did not teach them self-control, patience, turn the other cheek. Just get up and walk away. And now this person is sitting in prison. Eric? Yes, when you said
2: about losing the temper, um, what flashed before my, my consciousness was um, my mother, she always made sure that I was into sports. And, um, and I was um, particularly into uh, martial arts. Um, it was a big move back then. Bruce Lee, I guess he was the, <laughs> one of the idols back then. And so um, uh, she uh, enrolled me into to karate. And so uh, I can remember very vividly um, as you spoke about discipline, um, we were going up for another belt and they told us, they said, "Um, whatever you do, you cannot respond or you will you will fail your rank. And so not knowing um, what was going to happen, the um, the leaders came in and they began to punch us. They slapped us. They flipped us. And we couldn't do, do nothing. And so, but I tell you, if, I, if, my, if my eyes could kill, uh, definitely there would have been a few instructors that would be dead. I tell you. But again, what, it, what I'm trying to say, it, it showed us discipline. Yes. That we don't have to respond. Um, even if it's a physical altercation, there is still, um, we can still avoid that. Um, if someone slaps you on the cheek, uh, sometimes it's just frustration. If someone slaps you again, maybe, you know, they feel a little power. But I think there is a place where you have to protect yourself. And they're not saying that. But they're what telling us that it's the art of fighting without fighting. Learn to discipline yourself. You can take a lot without <laughs> retaliating so so quickly and swiftly. So with that said, um, yes, um, how do I become a man? I need a role model. I need someone to show me what it is. I can remember when I was um, before uh, you know, I started having children, um, I was drinking and smoking and things like that. And it came to me that um, one day I'm going to have children. And um, I-, I need to be an example to that child. I can't say don't do this and I'm doing it. And so uh, with God's grace and help, um, he delivered me from those vices. And none of my sons today, they drink smoke. Um, they ha- they don't even use profanity. Uh, when I was in the military, Dr. Hansen when I went to boot camp, they were dropping the F-bomb every other word. And I was like, this is too much. I mean, they can't complete a sentence without using <laughs> profanity. And so I challenged, and I was born again, newly born again at that time. So um, I just was challenged, and I'm sure by the Holy Spirit, learn to speak um, and using words. And so— um, I can remember going three weeks without using a, a profane word. And someone got me upset, and I used a profane word. I said, oh, man, I had three weeks, man. I was doing pretty good. <laughs> not going to start square one again. But anyway, um, again, just learning how to be disciplined. But I need someone to show me how to be a man. Because the, the images that we have today, Dr. Hansen, the, the rap music, uh, uh, the videos, the pornography, all these things are re- leading men into um, places that will ultimately bring them into great bondage.
1: Or just the... If we want to use a politically correct term, alternate lifestyle. Yes. Where men act like women. Yes. Or they become a woman, so to speak, even with with an operation. Yes. Or they just uh, say they're a man and they're going to make love to another man. Amazing. They're just all messed up. Amazing. Like you said, one, because they did not have a proper role model they did not have a priest in the family that could teach him the ways of God that would fulfill their identity crisis their problems. They did not understand the difference between self-defense and losing one temper. You can defend yourself, but you don't have to kill somebody in the process. Again, when we it's like a policeman, you can make an arrest, but you don't have to kill the person you're trying to arrest. So we can defend ourselves if necessary, but then our temper doesn't have to go further and want to kill them. You know, Cain killed Abel. So a priest, I believe, is so, so important. A a spiritual man, a spiritual father, a spiritual husband is so important in the home. Not just for boys, their sons or daughters, but uh, for their wife. So the wife is not taking on a role that she's not supposed to take on. And all of a sudden, she's overburdened, overtaxed. And all of a sudden, she's got some real problems, emotional problems that even could lead into diseases. Eric? Absolutely. I had the
2: uh, privilege, uh, one of my mentors, Dr. Hansen, uh, along with yourself, uh, Dr. Wayne Nickens. And I have uh, showed you some of his work. Uh, he passed away a few months ago. But just a brilliant, uh, he took the scriptures and also was able to bring his medical mind and understand like Dr. Luke. And uh, he told me that um, even though this you talked about the being identity and gender confused, uh, he says, Eric, you can change uh, the the outward. You can cut and dice and do whatever you want to do. You can even give hormones uh, and estrogen and and testosterone and where women can grow beards and mustaches but he said you cannot change the brain he says the brain of a man is different from the brain of a woman he says a woman thinks out out, uh, of both sides of her brain that's why sometimes women can be overwhelming (laughs) because they can hit you both sides but a man only thinks out of one side of his brain so you can't do an operation on the brain and so again Satan our enemy, uh, he flips everything out upside down He knows that when I get a man to fornicate, not commit to a marriage, when I get a man to commit adultery, when I get a man to uh, choose an alternate lifestyle, I am, in fact, uh, usurping the plan of God. And I told my sons, I was very candid with them, Dr. Hansen. during this time. I wanted to teach my children because I realized that the school was teaching something differently, especially right now. They're teaching this full on uh, perversion to our children today. But they're teaching it's okay to do this and have sex this way. And I think in Hawaii, they had something with Pono choices. It sounds like Pono basically means let's get along, but the curriculum was very, very damaging. And I'm sure they're teaching it right now. But I took my children, Dr. Hansen, and I was very vivid with them about the consequences of fornication. And I told my sons, until you're ready to bring, to, to, to take care of this child, don't even think about it. I'm not going to take care of them. You, you're going to take care of them. And so, thank God, by God's grace, they were they were able not to, to have kids before they got married. But again, we went through all the issues of sex, diseases. I showed them pictures of what happens so they could have a visual understanding, not just an audible, but a visual understanding. These are the consequences. And I showed them pictures of abortion, Dr. Hansen. OK, this is what happens when you have children, you're not ready. And and that woman, you decide to have an abortion. This is what it looks like. And so they had that mental picture, and I thank God for giving the wisdom to be frank with them, and so they'll truly understand.
1: Well, that's wonderful. Again, the man as the priest, the spiritual figure in the home representing God, Jesus Christ, the spiritual figure. We are all made up of spirit, soul, and body. We have a spirit. And that is what's eternal. That is really what brings life. You take away our spiritual man and we bring death into the home. We bring destruction. We bring disease. Now we could talk about that a lot longer, the priest. (laughs) But let's go to provider. I know a lot of families are really hurting today because the man is absent. He's not there. And uh, the family... Is suffering, and, and, and the woman, sometimes the mother, is trying to do two or three jobs. She doesn't have time to pay attention properly. And the children are running all over the place, getting in all types of trouble. Uh, again, the man is a provider. It's critical.
2: It's very critical, Dr. Hanson. Not only um, did we raise our children, as you know, we were foster parents, uh, therapeutic foster parents as well. And we've um, had over 200 kids to come to our home the period of 25 years and we've raised other people's kids and we wanted to do that because we lost um, two babies. And so uh, my wife really wanted to give back and really wanted to punch the devil for those two deaths uh, early. Uh, they had some, some, things going on. And, and so um, we had to raise not only our children uh, and uh, we had to pre- raise other children. And so even in the household that we had, I had to ask God for wisdom to be able to have no favoritism. Dr. Hansen. <laughs> yeah and so i asked god for wisdom because uh, when they had problems I, we treated them as they were our children and so i didn't uh, have favoritism with my own and sometimes to you know they got on my case dad you know you you know you should be treating us special i said no everyone and truth is right and so when they had arguments and things like that from time to time i bring them all front and center and we would deal with the truth no matter my own biological children or the foster children. I think that really, they really respected that because I showed no favoritism. And uh, also on that note, Dr. Hansen, we did not spare the rod. Uh, I, when they got into trouble and uh, I would always ask the Lord, what should I do? Uh, sometimes he would say, have grace. Other times he would say, go get them. <laughs> but I would do it in a controlled manner. I would not yeah. discipline them out of anger or when I was working a hard day and mom said, you know, OK, uh, my sons were doing this or that. I said, well, let me go rest. Let me power nap. OK, so I can have and I would just meditate. And so my son, one of my son, Tim, he says "Dad, um, he did something I felt that I really should get him and I really shouldn't discipline him corporately. He says that I was praying uh, that you wouldn't. <laughs> and So the spirit says, don't do it. Give him grace. And so uh, he's learning that he could pray and God answers prayers. Amen. So I didn't give them corporal punishment at that time. But anyway, but we do believe in that. But again, control. And we never hit them with our hands. Um, I would use my belt, you know, three times. Oh, I said, put on the pants. Let's three times. It was control. It wasn't there to hurt them, it was there to uh, bring a stinging effect. So when you've done wrong, you realize that there is consequences because I didn't want my sons out there in the street getting shot and killed because they disobeyed some some uh, law.
1: Well, and I liked what you said. It goes right into, again, when we, we mentioned that uh, you could have self-defense, but self-defense is not a loss of temper, it's discipline. So you can properly administer uh, justice, so to speak. And, and here, it's the same way when you have to discipline your children. You're not to abuse them or beat them up, but you, you are there under a controlled environment. Your emotions are controlled, and you're doing it to help them. Amen. And so that's so important. Now let's get to the last factor, a protector. I know we're running out of time. We got two minutes, but a protector, a man is a protector. I Talk about it a little bit.
2: Well, again, I want to salute every man again that's in the house. And I thank you for what you're doing. Stay in there, hang in there. Um, you have to be the protector, not just physically, because we have no problem with that. We can stand up for our children. But now it's so complex, Dr. Hansen. spiritually, we need to protect our children, because there is a devil out there and he is running amok. We also have to protect them emotionally and mentally uh, with all the technology right now that they're able to access all these video games. And we have to be there to protect them as well and know who the enemy is so we can protect our children on that level.
1: Well, that's good. I know that all through history, men have been the protectors. I mean, we could go into civil wars, world war one and two, the Korean war, the Vietnam war, uh, Men have been there to protect, to keep us free. And we're supposed to do the same thing in our home. Eric, closing comments? Yes,
2: sir. And this is why we are launching this, uh, this uh, vision and mission. Because there's a time now again, Dr. Hansen, where we're going to be called again to defend And so we have to understand who the enemy is. It's not our families, our wives, our children. We have an enemy that we need to identify. And as a military uh, person, you have to identify your enemy. And it's coming a time where we're going to have to really stand up in in this capacity.
1: Well, I believe that. Again, you've been listening and watching the Warning Radio program, television program, social media. My special guest, apostolic leader, Eric Hurd. Get ready. Get ready. I'm kicking off. Eagles Saving Nations, you need to be a part of it. Uh, send in your request that you want to be a part of Eagles Saving Nations because we need to protect this nation and our families. God bless you.